Welcome to Midlife Madness, where we check our ego at the door and have unfiltered conversations about midlife issues. A lot of people deal with these issues, but don't generally talk about them out loud. So pull up a chair, grab your coffee, and today, let's chat about fear. Welcome to Midlife Madness. I'm Leslie. And I'm Marie. And we are sisters who, you know, basically have been best friends our entire life. Uh, we have a really great relationship. And I think because we're in midlife, we've decided to do a podcast to encourage other people, uh, men and women who are in this phase of your life. Uh, just because it, I don't know, sometimes when I talk to Marie, I, I think to myself, I am so thankful that I have her because something will happen and I'll tell her, this is what happened. She'll go, oh, that's happened to me. And then I feel normal. <laughs> so well I said, maybe well we said. can be that that uh, that friend for you too. So that's kind of what we're going for here. You know, midlife can be maddening. There's a lot of things going on, especially in 2020. Um, mm-hmm. But but it can also be pretty stinking awesome. Uh, and we like to highlight some of that too. So it's not all madness. Some of it's gladness. <laughs> what am I trying to do? One of your ditties like you do at the end? I'm actually uh, not going to do a ditty today. I'm, I actually have a quote for the oh, end. Well, I like um, quotes too. Yes. Yes. So now we do have two rules. We don't talk about politics and we don't pass judgment. Okay. We want this to be a safe place where people like us can share their stories and maybe we can all feel a little more understood at the end. Yeah. That's always a good thing. I, I think that's probably one of the the basic human needs. You know, I know oh, yes. shelter, water, you know, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. I mean, like an, an emotional need is to feel understood and feel like you can connect with somebody um, more than just like talking about the weather. You know, I think right. we do that in our lives. So, and it is a little hard to do that. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm laughing because speaking of the weather, when we get to, I can't believe she said that out loud. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we. Um, I, I do think though that that right now because of COVID and everything that's going on in the world, it's really hard to connect with people. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's why I enjoy doing this podcast so much because I feel mm-hmm. like it's my my attempt to connect with people who I've probably never even met, and some of you I have. So. I don't know. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us, though. We appreciate it. Yes. Thank you very much. And we always do start off our podcast with a um, a little segment we call, I can't believe she said that out loud, which is basically us telling you a story of how we completely humiliated ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. it's always yep. fun that way. So yep. maybe you get us started. Yeah. So again, speaking of the weather, mm-hmm. um, I live in Minnesota and we have had three days this past week. And so we're, what are we in? We're in the mid, late October. And uh, it has snowed here and we got nine inches of snow a couple of days ago. And when it started to snow, it was the first time since, well, spring in Minnesota, we get snow in the spring, but um, (laughs) I know. Right. Um, But anyway, uh, I usually am very careful in that type of weather and the long, the more you get into winter. So like by December, I'm going to be great. Mm-hmm. But I let my dogs out on, um, I don't know, a couple of days ago when the day we got the big snowfall and it had just started, but it was already a little slippery and I was on a hill in my backyard and I fell <gasps> and um, now I'm, I really was okay. I mean, I, I probably have a bruise on my tailbone. I haven't even looked, but, and I hurt my neck a little bit, but not like go to the ER type of hurt, <laughs> right. but um, 50, uh, 50 something person hurt. <laughs> Yes. Well, and I, you know how you like, if your neck jerks and you're like your head, you know, it's almost oh, like yeah. you feel like your skull. Can, I, I laid there for a second and I thought, okay, am I okay? My legs are okay. My hands are okay. My head is okay. And then I thought, oh my gosh, Marie, get up. Your neighbors are going to think you're dead. <laughs> so, you just laid there. I just laid there in the snow. And my dog is like coming up the hill. Like he doesn't give a crap. Sorry. Yeah. It's like, um, but anyway, it was very embarrassing. The last time I fell, Mandy was an infant, my daughter, and she oh wow, is, she's in Minnesota, it hasn't wow. You well, and I, time. I ha- I'm very careful, but yeah, so I hurt my pride, but that's Aww. about it. Well, I hope it heals quickly. Thank you. <laughs> now that you've yeah. shared your story with the world, it probably won't. <laughs> no. Well, I was so afraid my neighbors were going to call 911 oh because they could, I mean, only a couple of them could see me, but there's definitely, there's definitely, definitely people who could see me laying oh, there on yeah. the ground. Stupid. I'm sorry. 
It's all your fault. Well, I know. Well, you know, I, that is that's a we need to do a podcast on I'm sorry. Yes, we you're the do. worst. Oh, I'm so bad at that. And I apologize that I'm so bad at that. No, I'm <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know why I, I always say that. And I mean it. I really am genuinely sorry. And yeah. I don't know why I have to put everything on myself. But anyway, that's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. Let's talk about how I embarrassed myself yesterday. Uh-oh. I was uh, I was actually doing a Zoom interview for a job that I'm, I'm considering. And they're considering me. It's a consideration. Uh, okay. And I was on the, uh, you know, Zoom, there's three different people, two of them I had never met, one of them I did, but only a couple of times. So it's not like they really knew me. And um, I, when I get nervous, and I was a little nervous, I, I drink water, mm-hmm. you know, so that my mouth doesn't dry out like the Sahara Desert, which, you know, it does when I get and nervous. And then your, your lips start sticking to your sticking gums, to, your, oh, yeah. your teeth. <laughs> Man, I had another story. Did I tell the story about when I was in the Mrs. Uh, United States pageant. Yeah, I think I feel like I think did. I did. Like, yeah, where I had no saliva. Yes. Okay. So this <laughs> was one of those one of those things. When I took my sip of water, it went down the wrong pipe. Oh no! You choked. Oh, I choked, and it was, and I kept going. I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, like all, like it probably took two minutes for me to get my composure. And then they're, they're going, "Do you got the Rona?" And I was like, "No." And then when I finally got my voice, like when it finally stopped coughing, I was talking like this for a long time. And I was so embarrassed. Oh, my gosh. But they were really gracious. But still, it was not the best impression. Either that or they'll just never forget. They'll be like, I remember her. She was the one who kept coughing. That choked. Like literally. She literally didn't like choke on in the, the interview. Yeah, you know. she choked. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go for me. <laughs> Because it is like a radio job too. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> either either they're going to say, well, everybody can relate to that. Or they're going to say, you know, she's kind of a, a goofball. I don't know. <laughs> but today we're so excited because, you know, it is almost Halloween. Very exciting. Yes, and um, so we thought not only are we going to talk about Halloween, which is, you know, super fun to talk about. Uh, but we're going to talk about fear mm. and how fear can hold us back and how fear can paralyze us sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marie, of course, did all of the best research and has some great information for you. Um, but anyway, we're, I think we just want to start with Halloween memories. We yeah. actually put something out on Facebook, got one response from you guys. What's up with that? Just not have any good Halloween memories. I think I got one response on my page from a friend, you know, but that's it. I don't know. I guess nobody has any good ones. So we're going to have to share ours. Marie, what's your favorite? So my favorite of me growing up, um, you know what? Can we stop for a second? What is that? You can hear it. Okay. That's why it's the vacuum cleaner upstairs. Do we need to wait? Let's wait. No, I think it's really funny that you're down there doing a podcast and you've got the cleaning lady up here. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was embarrassing. I'm not editing this out. We're riding this. We're riding this one out. <laughs> okay, so just for some, I we have a cleaning. Okay, here's the thing. We're home. <laughs> We're home all the time. But we also want to support our local businesses. Okay. And when I was traveling, I needed help. Right. I don't need help now. Mm-hmm. But they still come every two weeks because I really don't want them to be out of a job. I want this business to not oh, go under. Now you make me feel bad. No, don't feel bad. And no, I, I mean, I it has made, it. I'm super lazy because of it. Oh, okay. But um, we pick up all the time. I don't deep clean, you know, every week. But so they come and they do that deep stuff. But um, anyway, they're there. They're upstairs right now. Whatever that I, noise is. I forgot it was cleaning day. So they showed up at what, uh, <laughs> one o'clock or two o'clock, and I was still in my pajamas. Oh, Marie. I know. I like hadn't even brushed my teeth. It's so sad. I literally <laughs> got up at five o'clock this morning, and um, I have been working ever since. Oh, and so I, um, and I wanted to be able to get to this on time. So anyway, if you hear the vacuum, I'm very sorry. Okay. So tell us your favorite Halloween memory with okay. the vacuum in the background. <laughs> okay, so, I thought it was the phone like going. No, to okay, no, it's okay. So we um, 
when we, when I was a teenager, uh, mm -hmm. there was a youth group Halloween party and um, my friend Wanda from high school and I, I was in 10th grade, she was in 11th grade and there was a costume competition. Ooh. And I don't know, <laughs> today even, she and I are very silly. We're, mm -hmm. we're very, we went to, um, oh, where did we go? I think it was Krispy Kreme donuts and tried to pay with Kohl's cash once just because we thought it was funny. So this is this is what we do. We're really silly together. But we decided to go as a pair of dice for Halloween. And so we got these big boxes and we got spray paint and we I cut remember that. We cut armholes and head holes and uh and we were we were a, a pair of dice. And but the the fun wasn't being at the party. The fun was making them. Yes. And we I remember being on the sidewalk outside of her house. And we made these dice and then we rolled around like we were getting ro rolling dice. <laughs> How do you roll on a box? I don't remember. I just remember we laughed and laughed and laughed. How did and you put it? <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell you if we won the, the costume competition. Aww. Probably not. But we had so much fun making them. So that's, that stands out in my mind as one of my favorite memories. That is fun. Yeah, yeah. we, um, my, my favorite memories from Halloween were like, it was in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, when um, my husband and I used to help kind of with this neighborhood Halloween. I mean, it was a huge Halloween bash. Mm -hmm. Like every year we would help organize it and we would have like these just really fun costumes and we would work on them for months. Well, okay. I would work on them for months. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> and I can say, what do I need to put on tonight? And I would say, this is it. Um, and so like just the, I remember that party was always so much fun. We always had a costume party. We even had like sponsored, like, people would like give really big gifts, um, you know, to the, to the winners and stuff. But like, I remember specifically like one year I went as white trash <laughs> and, and basically I was, just, I wore all white, like a sweatsuit, all white sweatsuit. And I put cockroaches all over me and made it look real dirty on my face and like messed my hair and put bugs in my hair. So I was white trash and he was a garbage man. So he was picking <laughs> out the trash. It was so funny. Aww. And then another year he went as a Dalmatian and I was Cruella. And that was Aww. really funny. Yeah. Um, but my favorite was when I made us Oompa Loompa costumes. Oh. <laughs> Did you, Rod wore an Oompa Loompa? Yes. Oh my gosh. Is there pictures? There is. And I, you know what? I'm, I need to probably find them. I need to put them on the, on the website because yes. that was, it was so creative and it was so funny. And we totally, I mean, if I hadn't been one of the organizers, we would have won that year. Cause it was, everybody was like, oh my gosh. And, and, you know, we sang the song and we did the little dance with each, I mean, I had him, you know, really going for it. So we used to have a lot of fun with that. And so that's my adult, my, my childhood memory. I just remember, I don't know why, but when we lived in 29 Palms, like rolling down this big hill, Shadow Mountain. Um, were you a dice? We, were you a, a die? <laughs> when we were kids, we were, we were so broke. I mean, mom, yeah. mom used to say, we're so, we're so poor. We can't pay attention. Yeah. Um, do you remember that? I do. <laughs> and so we'd always get those like plastic costumes with, the, mm -hmm. the, the rubber band, the rubber band that you snap, and and then they was, always broke, and you had to staple them. Yeah, they were yeah. really bad. Yep, that was that was kind of, that. So it wasn't really about the costumes then; it was more about just the fun, you know, being raised on a military base with kids that are all like your same. I mean, they always put you in the same neighborhood with people who make around the same kind of money, so nobody was like better or richer or anything. You know, it was we were all just mm -hmm. yeah. And when we lived in base housing, like you couldn't even live in base housing if you were married unless you had kids in the right. neighborhoods we were in. Yeah. So every house had kids. It was a great way to, I mean, honestly, yeah, I love it. We should do a, we should do a podcast on that. Oh, I think it's on the list. Is we it? Okay. Done it yet. Awesome. Yeah. Ooh, we could probably um, even interview some people from high school. Ooh, that'd, that'd be fun. fun. That'd be all in midlife too. Yeah. <laughs> One thing, you know, when you, when you're in midlife, it, you're uh, the people that you grew up with. They're they're there too. They're not yeah. back there still being seventeen. So, yep. Anyway. Yep. okay. So, what about your favorite memory with your kids in Halloween? Okay, so this one is well. So there's two really because um, if you live in Minnesota, you know that in um, the Halloween of 1991, 
was the year we had, we call it the Halloween snowstorm. It actually was like three days of snow. And um, I mean, over 30 inches of snow over oh, three wow. days. And um, it, it, they still talk about it every year when we get to Halloween is, oh, at least it's not like that. And um, my poor kids that you really can't trick or treat in weather like that. Yeah, yeah. So I, if I remember correctly, I think Bob took them to the mall and they did the whole, you know, going from store to store. And then um, and then I stayed home and gave out candy to the the brave souls who <laughs> did go to the snowstorm. <laughs> but but my absolute favorite memory with my kids is so my poor daughter, Mandy, got chicken pox and um, Bobby had it first. Bobby had it so bad. He had terrible chicken pox. I've never had any, I've never seen anyone look as spotty as my son did when he had chicken pox, but Mandy got them and it was during Halloween. So she mm. couldn't go trick or treating. And um, so being the the mom who loves her daughter, I, uh, what I did is she dressed up with all her chicken pox and everything. And oh. um, we did get her a costume. And then I would go in every room in our house and close the door and she would knock on it. And I'd act like I was somebody else oh. and give her candy. And I think I went through every room like twice or two or three times. So she could get enough candy to, you know, say she went trick or treating, but, oh. um, but yeah. And she remembers that too, which makes it even better. So oh, that's, that's my nice. favorite. Well, the favorite memory for me with my kids, I, I mean, I have so many cause I just loved when they would dress up because they always wanted to make their costume, which mm. made it really fun and original. You know, my kids were really creative. Um, but I just remember one time before all I had was Stephanie and we were at dad's house. Um, mm -hmm. And do you remember this? Like I she, do. she was really, really little. Um, probably yeah. wouldn't have known. I mean, maybe one to maybe one and a half. Um, and so she was this little teeny peanut and I had a gunned bear and I took all the stuffing out and I cut the face out and I put it on her for a costume because we didn't have one. And it was so cute. And so we took her, I had to hold her because she couldn't walk in it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was a big stuffed bear and I took all the stuffing out and used it. And I just will never forget how cute she looked and how fun that was. Aww. I remember that because I think it's probably the only Halloween that we were together. I think so. As, Some, as, yeah, adults. as adults. Yeah. 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 And um, I remember Bobby was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and <laughs> oh. Mandy was a Miss Piggy Muppet Baby. Oh, I yes. do remember that. Isn't I that funny? Do. That was such a fun time. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the only time we ever had Halloween with dad too. Yeah. In, in West Virginia. Yeah. yeah. That's so fun. So that was a good memory. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. Like, I think Halloween, I know when we first became Christians, we didn't want anything to do with it. I was scared. You know, I was afraid. And so, I mean, for a long time, I didn't let my kids even do it because I was, you know, I, was, I wasn't sure how I was supposed to feel about it. Um, but I, I was like, I'll just abstain until I figure out mm -hmm. all of it. And, you know, for a couple years, my poor kids, I wouldn't even let them go to Renaissance festivals because of the witches. Um, and, and I think, you know, you some people still feel that way. Some people, yeah. oh, you yeah. know, and, and I say, you know what, if you have a conviction about it, listen to that. There's a reason. Right. And, um, you know, as it turns out, like I have two kids that are pretty sensitive spiritually. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I think that it helped that I didn't, mm. you know, participate in the darker sides of it. It helped them. Um, but yeah, I, I we just kind of stayed away from it for a while. And then I was, I don't know, I, I was reading the Bible and it, there was a scripture that said to the pure, all things are pure. And Ooh. I thought, you know, it's really about my heart. It's not about, Rules. you know, and, and it's also, it's an, you know, it's a way to be in the community and to love on people and mm -hmm. to, you know, form relationships and have, have a little fun, like hair down, you know? Right. And so I kind of let go of the fear, which was nice. Um, yeah. I'm still careful though. I don't want to, you know, open my, myself up to anything that wouldn't be appropriate. So right. yeah, it still yeah, has we, those overtones. We, we have a, um, a neighbor from the Ukraine and they are, they don't celebrate Halloween and, um, they are a beautiful family. He's a doctor and I think they have six kids and um, they, uh, but every year they do something on the night of Halloween so that mm. their kids don't have to watch all the other kids 
out right. for treating. So it's kind of nice to, they're handling it. And, and I believe they're just going to their church and doing something there. Yeah. And a lot of churches yeah. do harvest festivals and they, they're exactly. not Halloween related. It's yep. just about the harvest, which is so great. I mean, I think it's a way to still have some fun and in a really safe way for your yep. kids, but, and for you. But speaking of fear, let's talk about fear a little bit because Halloween does kind of conjure up a little bit of that, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but, it, <laughs> uh, but when we think about fear, we don't typically think of it as a very good thing, right? I mean, it, right. a lot of times it holds us back from reaching our full potential. Um, a lot of times it brings on anxiety and depression and even scary physical symptoms. It's weird. It's like a like a racing heart or sweaty, shaky hands, um, chronic headaches. Uh, but are there any benefits to fear? I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's a whole lot. <laughs> in, Not fact, many. <laughs> in fact, I think there's really only one that it keeps us from danger. So fear can be good in some instances. Yes. Um, and, and I think that's why we have that fear response, but I don't, I think we overuse that response to hold yeah. us back. Instead of only using it at appropriate times to keep us from danger, we assume that there's danger when there really isn't. Unfortunately, for a lot of people, the fear really isn't even based on facts. A lot of it is just in our head. Right. I heard something once, I don't remember, the, it was like 93% or something of the things that we worry about never even come to fruition. They never even happen. Right. And so we've wasted all of that energy. And and anxiety and fear kind of go hand in hand. So. Um, I don't know, some examples maybe of when you start getting fearful. What's one for you, Marie? Think about it. Yeah, it, just looking at my career, uh, talking to your boss. So you're working really hard. Uh, you know, you've been doing the same job for five years and you want a promotion. And it's not coming up naturally in conversation with your boss. And so mm -hmm. do you just ignore it and just mm -hmm. stay in that job forever? Or do you muster <laughs> your courage yeah. And try to have that difficult conversation. And I have done this and it is hard. And usually what's so funny about it is, you know, you go in, you're shaking, your palms are sweating, your, your lips are sticking to your teeth. And, <laughs> and, and then you have the conversation and it just, oh yes, of course. You know, it, it goes. Oh, I haven't done that. I thought I had done yeah. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. Oh my gosh. You're right. It's time for you to, you know, get to this next level. And, you know, I just made it all up in my head Yeah, that it yeah. was a big deal. And I mean, it, it was a big deal, but um, yeah, having that conversation can be very difficult. Well, another, well, I think for me, um, what, what always blows me away is that people are so afraid of speaking in public. Mm. They're terrified of it. And for me, that's just such a easy thing to do. I enjoy it. It's part of like who I am. So the fear of speaking, I'm just like, just do it. Just talk like you're talking to a friend. Um, I don't understand it, but like that is the number one fear of a oh, majority yeah. of people is yeah. standing up in front of people or flying in an airplane, getting on an elevator, all of these things. People can be afraid of that. And that's when your your body starts kind of freaking out. Well, and so speaking of speaking in public, so it wasn't always easy for me. I mean, I do have a diagnosed case of social anxiety and it was very difficult at first. And now it's fine, but it's exposure therapy. It's doing it over and over and over right. and every time it gets a little easier. But I have to tell a story about um, when I was doing my master's degree, there was a woman in my, in my cohort that was terrified of speaking in public. And she was in my small group. And so every time we presented, you know, she would stumble through it. So because she was terrified. I mean, it was like not effective at all. She was terrible. <laughs> it was really bad. Oh, bless. But, but then one night, and this is terrible, but it's also funny. We get to class and we do our presentation and she was amazing. What? And I was like, what the heck? After a class, I pulled her aside. I was like, you did great. And she goes, yeah, I had two glasses of wine before class. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. For some people, that would not be a good idea. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but it made me laugh. And 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 she didn't do that for every presentation. Doing it then helped build her confidence. And so it got easier and easier yeah. and easier. And so, um, well, and it's yet. funny that you say that because I, I do remember when I first started working in Christian radio, having to pull over and throw up on the mm -hmm. way. To oh my, my first goodness. day because I'd never been on the radio. I didn't know what I was doing. And mm -hmm. I was so afraid I was going to mess it up. And 
I just was so nervous. Um, but the minute I, it was like the minute the microphone opened up and I started talking, I was fine. Yeah. It was like, I was born for this. It was weird. Yeah. But I do remember being really nervous and the song, the voice of truth had just come out oh, yeah. um, from casting crowns, casting which talks crowns. about like listening to the voice of truth. Don't listen to the voice of fear. And, um, and I just remember that was just so appropriate, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> for my situation. But yeah, there's, there's tons of things you can be afraid of, like changing jobs or going back to school, moving, Ooh. which, you know, We've I've done just a couple done times. Yeah. I've done a couple times. I haven't. I've I'm not afraid to out. move. I'm not afraid to move. Yeah. I'm not afraid of anything. I'm just like, when it comes to that kind of stuff, I'm very adaptable. And I do thank God that I was a military brat because I think that's why. Yes. But, and what about making a doctor's appointment when you know something is wrong? Or at least you think, maybe you've made it up in your head, well, yeah. but you you find a lump or, you know, you've got something going on that's not normal. And, um, you know, I think about, I went to see a dermatologist uh, because I have a lot of freckles and I have some moles and um, she was doing the check and mm-hmm. um, there she finished and she goes, no, I think you look good. And I said, you know what? There's this one spot on my leg. And I said, it's a little different from everything else. And will you look closer at that? And so she did. And she goes, you know, let me just go ahead. And she goes, I really don't think it's anything. Um, And she did a biopsy. And like a week later, she called me and she goes, well, I'm glad you asked. It wasn't melanoma or anything like, but it was a basal cell carcinoma Mm. that had to be removed from my leg. And, you know, making that appointment, my leg was in my mind Mm -hmm. when I made that appointment. And I was, I was scared. And, um, but making that phone call is really important. And you know what? Most of the time you get there and everything's fine. That's happened to me more than this has happened. And you're like, are you sure? Exactly. (laughs) Because I've already diagnosed myself through Google. (laughs) Yes. yes. Google is not your friend. (laughs) Yes. Yahoo PhD right here. Um, So yeah, I think uh, that's another one. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Yeah. You can really build that one up in your head, but it's important that you overcome the fear when your life is at stake. So it's, I think we goes back to that, that lie that Mm -hmm. ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Ignorance is ignorance. It's not bliss. And what do you think that if you don't make the appointment, it's going to go away? No. Mm -mm. I mean, I've told myself that a couple of times, but it doesn't work like that. Well, okay. So we, we had some examples of that. Let's talk about some of our favorite fear quotes because yes. there's a lot of really good ones. I'll start I'll start us off. And this is Eleanor Roosevelt said, "You gain strength, courage and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You're able to say to yourself, I've lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. You must do the thing you think you cannot do." I have Ooh. always loved that quote. I've only known the last part of it until until we started doing prep for the show. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. It's a very popular, but I, it's been one of the things that has driven me throughout my life. I think mm-hmm. the things that I've I shouldn't have done with my experience and you know or lack of experience and lack of whatever. But the things that I've done, I've I've been able to do because I said I'm terrified, but I'm doing it anyway, and that's mm-hmm. courage. It is. Um, so take courage, my friend. Exactly. Yeah. The, the next one is by Judy Bloom. Each of us must confront our own fears, must come face to face with them. How we handle our fears will determine where we go with the rest of our lives to experience adventure or to be limited by the fear of it. Ooh. Yes. That I love me. it. Yeah, that reminds me of Survivor. Like oh. my, my mm-hmm. thought of... I don't think I want to do it. Once I tried like 11 times to get on and then they finally picked me and I was like, I don't think I can do it. What if I die? <laughs> um, you know, and, but I did it anyway. And I'm so glad I did. But you know, yeah. I, it's not always that somebody doesn't have fear. It's mm-hmm. that they go forward in spite of it. And, and that's just don't be afraid of it. Don't well, and I think of in my career, I have, I, for whatever reason, I've been very bold in my mm-hmm. career choices. And, um, I just have this attitude. I, when something scares me, I ask the question, what's the worst thing that could happen Mm. if I do this? And usually the answer is you get a no or in a lot of times, especially when you're like interviewing for a job or something like that, um, you're never going to see these people again. Why not just go for it? 
Right. You know? yeah. And that's my kind of motto is why not? I mean, what do I have to lose in sending this email to this person I hardly know to ask about something? You know, it's like, it's scary because you, we live in this world where we're so afraid of being rejected. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know those people. I don't care if they reject me. Well, and I think that that's, I think that's the key right there is, is that fear of rejection. Is it so strong that you're like paralyzed or are you going to let it mobilize you? Because I think that that's, that's a big deal. When mm-hmm. you can say, I don't care if it happens, great. Um, and it almost gives you a, a leg up because you're not desperate. Right. You know, for exactly. the job. you're like, I'm happy with whatever happens here. Um, and you do your best and you put your best foot forward and you can't be afraid to fail. Um, right. Failure is not the end of it. Actually, everybody fails. I mean, you did hear, you've heard Michael Jordan, like didn't make the high school basketball team. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, I bet that coach wants to kick himself. <laughs> and, you know, all the different people that have failed before they've succeeded. We, we don't see that part of the story. We only get to see the highlight, not the blooper reel. So just right. remember that when you're going forward. Um, another one from Henry Ford is one of the greatest discoveries a man makes. One of his great surprises is to find he can do what he was afraid he couldn't do. Mm-hmm. So that goes hand in hand with what we're saying. And, and like, that was me when I was on the radio mm-hmm. um, doing that and, you know, just going forward. And I, I, I've had um, some, some failures in radio, mm-hmm. but I didn't let it stop me. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. You just kind of have to, you have to, like you said, imagine like the worst thing that could happen mm-hmm. and then, and then go forward. And anyway, do you well, have one? It, it's, it's like, what is the worst thing that could happen? And how do I feel about that worst thing? Yeah. How does that, how is that going to affect me? And if it's, you know, if you, if you really think about it, usually it's not a big deal. Well, it's, it's funny. Cause like I actually in 2005 went through a bunch of health scares and mm-hmm. during, do you remember that? I mean, I had a hysterectomy and then I had my gallbladder taken out and then I got a kidney infection and I had a breast lump removed. I mean, it was one thing after another. And this was in a matter of just nine months. It wasn't even the whole year. It was like just nine months of that year. And um, when I was waiting for the biopsy to come back for my, um, for my breast lump, they, um, you know, of course it takes three days, four days, whatever. It was the longest three days of my life. And I remember praying and, and I, I was like, Lord, you just got to help me. I don't know why I can't stop thinking that I had already like planned my funeral. You know what I mean? Like I was like, <laughs> I'm thinking the worst and I'm like, what is this? So I listened to a teaching from Beth Moore, who I love. I mean, she's my mm-hmm. favorite Bible teacher. And she said that, she said, God is your deliverer. He is going to deliver you through whatever. It was almost like she was speaking right to me, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're waiting for. She said, and this was the coolest thing. She goes, maybe you found a lump in your breast. <laughs> and I was like, yes, it was. I did. <laughs> and, and then she's like, and so she goes, think about it. God's going to deliver you from that. She said, if you go in there, and the doctor can't find it, all of a sudden, he's delivered you from it. He delivered you from the experience. And then she said, then there's the people who will go and it will be something and you'll have to go through chemo and you'll have to go through, you know, some things. And, and then you'll realize on the other side of it, that God delivered you through it. She said, and then there is a select group of people that are going to go through all of that and pass away at the end. She Mm -hmm. said, and guess what? God will deliver you by what happened to you. So no matter what, he's going to deliver you. And it was like mm-hmm. just, this thing snapped, something snapped in my head. Like mm-hmm. the worst thing that could happen is I could be with the Lord. Yeah. That's not so bad, you know? And it like mm-hmm. the fear just lifted. So for me, faith has been a huge yes. help for me in facing my fears. And I actually would say, and you, you would probably say this about me too. I really was a fearful person until yes. I had And I then agree. I was like, yeah. I can do that. And I can do that. And I'm going to do that. And I just would do it. And I, because I didn't, I was, I was like, listen, if God wants this to happen, it's going to happen. Right. And if he doesn't, it won't either way. I'm good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I just totally went off. That's okay. No, I think it's good stuff. And I I always go back to that absent from the body is present with the Lord. Yes. Yes. And um, oh, how scary is that? Yeah. But um, 
Okay, so the next quote is by Ralph Waldo Emerson, and it's, fear defeats more people than any other one thing in the world. <gasps> so oh. true. And I, um, and if you knew me when I was younger, you know how fearful I was and how shy I was and how quiet I was and how I had no self-confidence and I had an algebra you teacher. always down. I did. I was always down. I was always, yeah, I was, uh, I had no self-confidence and um, I had, and I, in our very first podcast, I told a story about it. My 10th grade algebra teacher that had called me stupid in front of the whole class. And, oh. um, and that, I mean, it's, it's funny how like one little thing like that can just like totally change the way you feel about yourself. Yeah. Okay. And it's Sorry, stuck dogs. Oh no, it's cute. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, uh, it, it took, another what I think it was almost 15 years before I would go to college but I didn't believe I was smart enough to go to college because of this one person that I let in my head and um and so anyway I was able to get past that but yeah. it was really hard I thought I am not ever gonna pass a math class yeah and um and I did and I got A's wow and it was probably just I had a bad teacher <laughs> I'm still afraid of math so <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny when the kids were young, they'd have math homework and they'd be like, dad, I was like, yeah, you don't want to ask me. I don't mm -hmm. know what to do. I, I'm just terrified of math. And I think it's because, honestly the same kind of thing with me, but it was first grade. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Hammer or Miss, Miss Hammer was her mm -hmm. name. And she told me um, she like, couldn't, I couldn't understand subtraction. I couldn't get it. And mm -hmm. she, I, she just like put me down. Um, awful. I know. And I'm thinking to myself, how does a first grade teacher give somebody a hard time for not, it, that's when you learn these concepts, you know, mm -hmm. it finally did, you know, connect in my brain, but I've always thought to myself, well, math, I mean, I think she said to me, math just must not be your thing. And it mm -hmm. just stuck. It's stuck, you know? Um, one more fear or one more fear quote uh, is from somebody we don't know who it is. It's unknown. It says fear does not stop death it stops life. Woo! Right? Preach. I know. It's My husband so wants to go on the amazing race with me. And I'm like, no, they're going to make me jump off stuff. And I don't, I hate heights. You know how I am with heights. I do. I do. It's terrifying. Oh so, my gosh. But what a fun thing that would be to go on that adventure with my husband and I won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I won't do it. I ain't jumping off nothing. So yeah, there are still some fears that I have, but I, I, I look at it as that fear that's like keeping me out of trouble. It's keeping yeah. us safe. <laughs> Sometimes it's just common sense and yeah. that's what fear is, is yeah. common sense. Yeah. So, um, so I want to read something that has been hanging in my office probably at least 15 years, if not 20. And it's something that helped me kind of come out of my shell and realize that I can do whatever I want to do. And so I'm going to read this. And um, some people have heard it. It's from A Return to Love, which is a book by Marianne Williamson. But it's an excerpt from her book. And I find it so powerful um, and has gotten me through a lot of different things. So I'm just going to read it the best I can. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Mm. I get goosebumps. I read that on the radio once. Did you really? I, I did. didn't even know that. It this is early in my career. I, I found that quote and I just thought it was so powerful. Um, that it, as it turns out, she's more of like a new age kind mm -hmm. of person. Yes. Um, and of course, some of the listeners let me know that. 
very, very <laughs> on quickly. Your, on your um, Christian yeah, radio. radio, boy, you cannot get away with nothing. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's fine. I, I didn't know. So it was nice to know that, okay, she comes from that background. So it's a little different what she, but what she said was absolutely true. Yes. So I'm, more afraid, I'm more afraid sometimes of succeeding than yes. I am of, of failing. I'd rather fail sometimes because when well, you succeed, you have to keep going. You have exactly. to keep up and that's hard. I, I love having goals. Yeah. And then when I reach them, I'm like, oh man, now I got to have another goal because <laughs> I can't just sit still. I'm always learning. I'm yeah. always trying to do something a little different. You know, I, I write, I don't write anything that's published. I love to yes. write. Yes. Well, yes. Yes. Um, We're going to get this book out and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> but I love to do it. And I, there were so many years I was like, who do you think you are? And I'm like, what if every writer thought that? Yeah, exactly. What would we read? Nothing. You know? We'd and sit that's, around going, why doesn't anybody write? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, um, that's, yeah, something that's really I important that. to me. Thank so. you for sharing it. A good reminder. Yeah. Well, and so we do, we've, we've, you know, obviously all got our own fears. I think everybody has something that they're afraid of. Um, but how do we manage that fear? Let's talk about that real quick, because I don't want to just talk about fear and be like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a good day. <laughs> we almost did that. I was actually, we were, I was working on this outline and I, I was like, Okay, yeah, I'm going to end with Marianne Williamson's A Return to Love. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> we didn't tell anybody how to deal with it. Yeah, so it is important. So here's yeah. a couple of tips for you. If you are struggling with something and you need to, you know, you know, it's holding you back. So the first thing you want to do is uh, distract yourself from whatever you're worried about for about 15 minutes. Walk around the block, take a nice bath, make a cup of tea, just enjoy yourself and just sort of give to yourself. I think sometimes like last night, for instance, I've been having some back pain. I took a bath with, um, you know, some Epsom salt kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was laying in there and I'm like, when is the last time I did this for myself? Mm-hmm. It was so, I was, my body was like, Oh, thank you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> and like everything yeah. from the day just washed away, you know, literally. Yeah. And so, yeah, just kind of remind yourself to take some time for yourself and, 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 just put that worry out of your mind and and let your let good things fill your mind. Yes, exactly. The next one is to face your fears. And I've kind of talked about this a little bit, but when you think about like um, getting on an elevator, mm. so if you're, if you have claustrophobia and you're afraid of getting on an elevator, the worst thing you can do is to not get on an elevator. Because do you then ever you'll- have dreams about elevators? I don't. Enlighten I do. me. I do. do What do you mean? I have dreams all the time that I'm going into these old buildings and I'm getting in these elevators and they just shoot up or they shoot down or they're stuck or I don't know why. That's so weird. I thought there's something there. I should do some research. Well, and it's exposure therapy again. So if you don't like flying, Mm -hmm. um, the worst thing you can do is not fly if you ever want to go anywhere. And I know people who don't travel because they're afraid to fly. And it's like, oh, you have no idea. Yes, it's scary. And and there was a time, this is the weirdest thing. I used to have this like ritual before I did a lot of flying when I was afraid of flying. When you have kids, all of a sudden you're afraid of flying. I don't know what that's about, but uh, you know, you just, you you can't be gone. You have to take care of your kids. So you need to, you know, you know, I have to learn how to fly planes, I guess, but um, I had this ritual where I would buy a bottle of water in a people magazine at the airport. And I was afraid if I didn't do that, <laughs> the plane would crash. I'm not even kidding oh you. God. And you I, would also call me every yeah, time you oh, were getting on a plane. Every time. I love every, you. I just yep. wanted you to know. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she has to call me or she feels like something's yeah. going to happen. Well, and if something did happen, I would hate to have not called you. Well, you better keep calling me then. Just in case. Yes. But now, you know, happen. The more you do something, the easier it gets, but it takes but the more some... you do something, the more chances are that something can go wrong. No. <laughs> okay. Hush. Hush. I mean, I'm kidding, but I'm not. But anyway. I, mean, I have been in some scary flights. I yes. really have. Yes. And, and I am now the one that calms people down. I am wow. not the one that freaks out. I just look at the 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 flight attendant. Yes. If they're I mean, freaking out, I'm I'm freaking out. But yeah. they never do. They're so good. They're just like, eh, whatever. This happens yeah. all the time. 
I forget like, what it I forget what it was, but on one of my flights, uh, something bad happened. I don't remember what it was now. Um, and I asked the flight attendant, I said, that happens all the time, right? And she goes, no. <laughs> Well, another thing you can do, and we've kind of touched on this, is just imagine the worst. Uh, and, and I hate to say that, but honestly, if you can imagine the worst thing that could happen, um, then how, you, you realize how unreasonable your fear is and how, like, you know, a lot of times, I mean, for me, jumping off of a building or whatever for the amazing race, I, I, I'm never going to ever do it because when okay. I imagine the worst, it's not good. But- you jumped out of a plane. I did. I did. And you know what? It's funny. I did it because I was afraid of it. I, I did one time jump out of a plane. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> the more times you jump out of a plane, the more chances of something going wrong. <laughs> yep. I'm kind okay. of defeating your whole point of <laughs> yeah, I think over um, and over. I'm going to mute your microphone in a second. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Okay. We've, we've talked about this a little bit too. Uh, look at the evidence. Mm. It, it sometimes helps to challenge that fearful thought. For example, if you're scared of getting trapped in an elevator, ask yourself if you have ever heard of this happening to someone <laughs> in the movies. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, like, I've been, I have been in, stuck in an elevator before. Do you remember at, when we lived at Kui Lodge on Okinawa? Um, mm -hmm. This has been back in like 1983 or 84. Um, and that elevator got stuck all the time. Yeah. Between yeah. floors. I remember. And we would climb out. Yes. And I I, I, I think now about how dangerous that was. That <laughs> what if it would have started going and we would have been stuck? Cutting yeah, down. we would have yeah. I mean, we were so stupid. But anyway. We had a bottom half anymore. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, we uh, it, it you know, even if it happens. Think about it. Look at the evidence. Imagine the worst, right? Yeah. You're okay. Maybe you have to pee on the floor, right? While you're waiting for a first responder. That that might be the worst thing that happens. That's pretty bad. It's not that bad. You remember that that office episode where they were in the where Pam and Dwight got stuck in the elevator? Literally two seconds later, he starts peeing in the corner. Yes, yes. He's like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "I'm marking my territory." I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> I'm saying, you know, if you're in there for hours and hours and hours, and you have yeah. to pee on the floor, big deal. Yeah, you're gonna get out eventually. It won't be the first time that first responders saw that. I promise. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now, you know, if you're in labor, maybe be careful. Yeah, if you're having a baby or something. But well, anyway. and finally, and and this is kind of the same as um, what I talked about calming down. But go to your happy place. You know, if you're if you're really afraid of something, like take a couple of deep breaths, close your eyes, and just imagine a place of safety and calm. And Marie and I used to do this all the time when we were kids, when we would be afraid of something. Do you remember yeah. we would talk about Disneyland? Yeah. We were always afraid, like if we'd watch a scary movie or something, why did we do that to ourselves? We could not sleep. Mm -hmm. And we, we would go into one of the other's room and we'd lay there and we'd talk about Disneyland because yeah. it put our mind in a better place. And um, we didn't even really know what we were doing, but yeah, it, but it worked. Was, yeah, it's it's therapeutic. <laughs> um, well, and so, and then, you know what, there is one more and that is just, reward yourself. And this is something I learned in counseling years and years ago. Mm. Um, when, when you look at like an anxiety attack, right. Um, and you've made it to the end of it, you know, you've worked your way through it and it's over and think, Oh my gosh, go me. Yeah. Go me. I did it. You know, yeah. and then the next time you think about, Oh, I did it last time. I bet I can do it again this time. Mm -hmm. And, or, you know, go to a movie or, you know, get an ice cream cone, do something because you did it. It's it yeah. really, it takes a lot of courage to get through something scary. Yeah. It so does. Re reward yourself. Always. I'm all yeah. about the rewards. <laughs> I love it. Amazon. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. To order something. <laughs> I just thought about something yesterday and I was like, I have to ask Marie this. And, and since we're on the podcast, you're going to get asked it too. Have you ever ordered something from Amazon? Like, like a few things. And then a few days later, you get it and you're like, I can't remember what I ordered. Yes. And you're so excited because you get to open and figure out what it is that you ordered. <laughs> it's never, it's usually like my probiotics or something yeah. like that. But <laughs> well, that wasn't fun. I thought it was. But, yeah. uh, or, or we order diapers for our dog. 
Yeah. And I, they come in this big Amazon and I'm like, yeah, I ordered something. And then I'm like, oh no, it's just diapers. That's boring. <laughs> but um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad to know I'm not the only one because that was, yeah. that's one of those moments where I was like, oh, I'm weird. I'm so weird. I'm so bad. Anyway. Oh, no. Well, I have so much enjoyed this. I think it was important. I think it's fun to talk about and, and kind of bring light to things that are in the darkness. And and sometimes fear can feel very dark. And so what we wanted to do today was was shine a light on it and let you see it's really not the big scary monster that it wants to be. Um, it's what you make of it in your mind. And if you if you can just calm that mind down, usually the fear will calm down as well. And just don't let it hold you back. You know, as a matter of fact, in my job interview yesterday, I, they would, they said, you know, you, how do you feel about having to learn something completely new at this stage of your life? And I go, well, that's what excites me the most. Uh-huh. That's what excites me. I, the minute you stop learning and growing and taking chances, you stop living. And I don't yeah. want to do that. And just because I'm in my fifties doesn't mean I'm, I'm done. You know what I mean? I've still got right. a lot to offer and to learn. And, um, but if I was afraid of learning something new at 51 years old, I would miss this opportunity. So go get it. And, um, and thank you so much for, for hanging out with us today. We, we loved that you were here and we, we do hope you had some fun hanging out with us. Uh, don't forget you can subscribe to the podcast. Uh, All you got to do is go to your favorite podcast app. We're literally on every one of them now. And they keep sending us things like, Hey, you're on ours now. And we're like, okay. I didn't mean to, I don't know why you're doing that, but okay, thanks. Appreciate yeah, thanks. It. We didn't, we didn't ask for that, but, um, and then when you, when you do subscribe, if you would do us the incredible favor of doing a rating or a review, if you like us, if you don't like us, please don't leave a review. <laughs> just delete. Delete. Um, because we're just trying to grow the midlife madness community um, that you are a part of. And we're so happy about that. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can find Midlife Madness on our Facebook page. And then on our website, midlifemadnesspodcast.com. Or you can even email us at midlifemadnesspodcast at gmail.com. And we would be happy to chat with you or get your ideas. Maybe there's something you're dealing with in midlife that you're like, man, I wonder if anybody else is feeling that. Well, guess what? We probably are. And we, we could talk about it. <laughs> we yes, talk about exactly. It. <laughs> we probably have talked about it. But and we'll Marie will research it. and I yeah. will uh, probably give you life experience. Um, <laughs> so yeah, don't be afraid. Like reach out. Let us know what's on your mind. So instead of doing a, a, my little ditty at the end, um, instead of writing something, I couldn't find anything more powerful than this quote by Jack Canfield. And it's everything you want is on the other side of fear. Ooh, that's really, really good. Yep. It's true. It is true. Don't let it hold you back because yep. you're worth it, man. You're totally worth it. And guess what, my friend? You are enough right where you are. Thanks so much for listening to Midlife Madness podcast today. We have loved hanging out with you and we will hang out with you again in a couple weeks. 